Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Today's episode has been made possible through the generous support of Bright Peak Financial, an award-winning not-for-profit supporting Christians on their journey to financial strength. Go to brightpeakfinancial.com to make your dream happen. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. there. Bonjour. (laughs) I'm so happy to be with you. Today's an exciting day for us at the powerofloveministry.net and livingacourseofmiracles.com, jenniferhadley.com, the three main websites that we operate and uh, we are launching the Living A Course of Miracles classes today. We start today, 12 classes Uh, 11 classes in a 12-day period, and all 11 classes are totally free for the download, for the listening, for the replay, for the transcript. And we have a wonderful group of teachers. Uh, We start today with John Mundy. So this is our 10th series of Living A Course in Miracles classes. Very excited about that. We start this afternoon. And in the meantime, We are focusing on saving time. (laughs) That's our topic this week. And as we always do, beginning with a prayer and a blessing. So we take that breath of love and gratitude, so grateful, so thankful, to consciously open our heart and open our mind to the highest possibility of love, so grateful and so thankful to consciously connect and commune with the Holy Spirit. We allow the higher Holy Spirit self to lead us and guide us, to direct us and inform us. We're listening to that one voice. We're choosing our liberation. We're choosing atonement. We're grateful and thankful to share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. We dedicate our dialogue today to our awakening and in gratitude we know it's done we allow it to be and so it is amen 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 yes indeed (laughs) so today uh, we're starting from chapter 13 section 4 the function of time And uh, I love how spirit guides me with topics. Uh, A lot of times I just open the book, and there it is. And so here it is. And we're starting with paragraph four. It's my page 245. And it says, The ego has a strange notion of time, and it is with this notion that your questioning might well begin. 
The ego invests heavily in the past and in the end relief, excuse me, believes that the past is the only aspect of time that is meaningful. Remember that its emphasis on guilt enables it to ensure its continuity by making the future like the past and thus avoiding the present. So the ego invests heavily in the past and in the end believes that the past is the only aspect of time that is meaningful. So to me, this is helpful in understanding the ego and how the ego operates and what the ego is about. So the ego believes that the past is the only aspect of time that's meaningful. So one of the ways we are, can know that we are identified with the ego is that we're reviewing the past without a healing purpose. Because sometimes it can be helpful to review the past. So doing a life review at the end of your day or just thinking, hmm, if I had it to do over, what would I do differently? And so that we can forgive. So in that sense, reviewing the past can be helpful to let go of the attachments and the meaning we made of things and our interpretations that we came to from the past. But if we're reviewing the past for the purpose of gathering more evidence of who's bad and who's wrong, who's good and who's right, that's not helpful. That's just fanning the flames of unforgiveness, resentment, and regret, guilt, blame, and shame. And no good can come from that. So whenever you notice that your attention is focused in that way on reviewing the past to figure out who's wrong and who's right, who's good and who's bad, give it up. As soon as you recognize what you're doing, oh, I'm identified with the ego. Holy Spirit, help me now. That's simply, uh, that, that's how simply we can turn that around. And that's worth doing, believe me. So it says then, by the notion of paying for the past in the future, the past becomes the determiner of the future, making them continuous without an intervening present. Okay, let's understand this. This is so helpful. So, guilt is what the ego is all about. Guilt, 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 blame, 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 blame. Shame, 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 judge, 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 judge. <laughs> That's the ego. That's what the ego, it just sings these old, sad songs. Now, the notion of paying for the past and the future. Isn't that one that we carry around pretty commonly? And don't we use the threat of having to pay for the past and the future as a deterrent to doing things like ah, whatever we choose to eat, our sexual choices, uh, many, many choices of what we would say or do are about, well, I would have to pay for that in the future, so I don't wish to do that now. And I'm paying for the past now and in the future is another common ego thought. So that puts us in the past and in the future. So if you are reviewing your past and thinking, I'm going to have to pay for that. I'll be paying for that. Or they'll be paying for that. I'll make them pay for that. I'm going to give them a good talking to. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. If these are the kinds of thoughts that we have, thinking about paying for the past in the future, then what happens is we are not present in the now moment. We're literally skipping over it in our mind because we're reviewing the past and planning for the future, which doesn't allow us to be in the present moment. 
And it's only in the present moment where we can experience healing and love. Healing and love. So usually whenever we're reviewing the past, we're looking to form uh, stronger attachments to the shoulda, woulda, couldas, which are the judgments, which are the causers of all pain. So by the notion of paying for the past and the future, the past becomes the determiner of the future, making them continuous without an intervening present. For the ego regards the present only as a brief transition to the future in which it brings the past to the future by interpreting the present in past terms. So we look at the present moment with a lens of the past, and then we're not fully in the present moment, and we're planning for the future. It says now has no meaning to the ego. The present merely reminds it of past hurts, and it reacts to the present as if it were the past. The ego cannot tolerate release from the past, and although the past is over, the ego tries to preserve its image by responding as if it were present. Okay, let's break this down. So, because this is going to help us save time. So, and here's how it will save us time. A Course in Miracles tells us that the main reason for working the workbook is to save time. And so that really means to open our mind to see beyond time, beyond time and space, to cultivate that fifth dimensional awareness where we're no longer buying the illusion. So that's accepting the atonement for ourselves. We accept the atonement for ourselves. It means that we're accepting time is not real that we've never been separate from God, we never could be, and we never will be. And we're not separate from each other. That's accepting the atonement for ourselves. It's accepting unity, oneness, and fully recognizing it without any exceptions. So that's what we're going for. And once we are in that remembrance of our true nature and our true identity, because this is where we once were in that awareness and now we're finding our way back to that because in the interim we came to value separation we came to explore separation and that's what we've been doing we've been exploring separation and fortunately nothing real can be threatened and we're real so everything that we've been through all the lifetimes of pain and suffering none of it will even be remembered but what will re be remembered is the love, the love that we have for each other, the love that we are. That can never be forgotten. Love can never be forgotten. So we don't have to worry that all of our beautiful, deep connections will ever be forgotten or misplaced or in any way eroded. That's just not even possible. However, we can completely forget the past and live fully in the present moment now, completely loving. And so the practicing of A Course in Miracles, the so truly living it and applying it and discovering it as it really is, which is written in our heart, it is the truth that sets us free because it's the truth that reminds us we're already free. It's the truth that reminds us who we really are. Teach only love for that is what you are. So that's what the whole working the workbook, doing the lessons is about. Is that remembrance, that recognition. And that saves time because then we're not bound by time anymore. So only the ego is bound by time. We're not bound by time. We're infinite, eternal beings. And so the best way to save time is to give up all the ego habits, patterns, beliefs, attitudes, and processes to keep us living in the past. So that's why it's so valuable for us to recognize if we're reviewing the past, 
looking for more judgments to make, more offense to take, then we're not in the loving moment. We're reviewing the past for the purpose of being stuck in it. And that's what the ego is a specialist at. So now has no meaning to the ego. The present merely reminds us of it. <laughs> now has no meaning to the ego. The present merely reminds it of past hurts. And it reacts to the present as if it were the past. So this is the thing that we keep doing. We keep looking at the past and projecting it into the future. And then in the moment, we are caught in between the two without ever really experiencing love that's available now. So because the ego is so focused in the past entirely, what it's saying is that whatever's happening in the present moment reminds the ego, it triggers the ego of past hurts. So just think every time you get triggered, what's really going on there? You're being reminded of past hurts that you have yet to forgive. Every single time you're triggered. So even if you're triggered by someone leaving their towel on the floor, even if you're triggered by someone pulling out in front of you because they didn't bother to look. They're pulling out in front of you in traffic. Even if you're bothered because you have to work late and you won't be able to go to a family function. Whatever you're bothered by, no matter whether it's big or small, the trigger is always some interpretation, some meaning, some hurt from the past that you're reliving now. Because if you can think of some area in your life where you used to get triggered all the time, but you don't anymore, then you can recognize that in that area, you did the healing. In that area of your life, you forgave. So, uh, let's see. My family has a summer home in Maine that we really love. Uh, it was actually, it was built by my parents. And uh, we have been going up to Maine uh, in the summertime for family vacations for 30 years. And uh, we just love it up there. And uh, by the way, we've been renting the house. And the house is available for rentals in September and October, weekly vacation rentals. If you go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com on the right-hand side, you can um, click through and you can watch a video of the house. Anyway, it's called Blue Arches. Anyway, um, so one of the things is when we're there, I will share a bathroom with my nephews and my niece. And uh, so we have different colored towels uh, for different people to help us remember whose towel is which. But many times I have gotten out of the shower and realized my towel's not there. <laughs> Somebody took my towel. Or uh, my towel, I, I go to use it and it's completely wet. Somebody already used it that day. And, you know, that's what little kids do. They just grab a towel and they use it. They don't think, oh, that's your towel. That's my towel. I mean, some kids do. Um, I even got um, three sets of towels for my nieces, my niece and nephews with their names on them, embroidered on them with cute pictures. Um, and uh, so that they would remember whose towel was whose. But we don't have those up in Maine. So, um when that first started happening, uh, I, I would be annoyed. Oh, somebody's used my towel. But then I realized, wait a minute. I, these are the children that I love. They don't know any better. I'll just get a clean towel. And yeah, you know what? At the end of the week, we might end up doing an extra load of towels. That's life. It's not a big deal. It's much more important to have a harmonious household. And so... Initially, when I was irritated, 
what was the past that was being brought up. Let's look at that because this, I think, can be helpful. So when I was a kid, if I had used my parents' towels, I probably would have gotten uh, a talking to. You know, I did something wrong and bad. And so still thinking I'm wrong and I'm bad, I'm projecting that out onto my niece and nephews, thinking if you use my towel, if you do what I did and I got in trouble for it, you're going to be in trouble too. And I'll make you in trouble. So projecting out your bad, your wrong, my own feelings. And so when I moved into that forgiveness for them, it was also self-forgiveness because all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. And that's how I stopped repeating the past on that. So for, I don't know, let's see, my nephew Ben is 24, so let's say it started happening around uh, 22 years ago that uh, the kids started uh, using my towels up in the house in Maine. I, I, I've had peace for all those years because I just realized, oh, they didn't do anything bad or wrong. They don't even know better. So I let that go. I forgave it. And now, you know, it can even happen in a house with adults that somebody will use my towel. And it's like, eh, that's life. There's more towels. We have more towels. So why would I be upset? It's much better to be peaceful and happy. But you see, when I was younger, I thought, because of my training in my family, if everything is not in perfect order, the way we think it should be, in other words, people are using the correct towel, if that starts to vary, chaos will break out. And people just projecting what they did wrong in their mind, in their parents' mind when they were younger. Now they're projecting it out onto other people. And very often they're thinking, I'm just trying to teach them what's right and what's wrong. Totally understandable. That's how I was raised. But I just have found that there's so much more peace in my mind, in my heart, in my life, in my relationships, in the very cellular structure of my body if I'm not looking for right and wrong. And I've trained my mind. My mind is so trained to look for right and wrong that every single day I get opportunities to heal my mind. Every single day. So instead of regretting that, instead of feeling like I'm doing something wrong, I've learned to value it. So when I first started doing this work of really being mindful, long before I came to Course in Miracles, I started to just rejoice every day. Oh, there's another pattern I can undo to free my mind and recognize all is well. There's another pattern I can let go of. There is another way I'm living in the past that I can bring myself into the now moment by choosing non-judgment. And that's really what forgiveness is. So we choose non-judgment. Then we go back into our loving heart. We're releasing our attachment to the past. And we're not dragging the past with us into the future. Because if we're looking around our relationships and our workplace and our home life and our friends and all of that, if we're looking for what's wrong, what's bad, what's not working, we are just dragging the past with us and projecting it into the future. And the only purpose is to keep the ego safe. But there's nothing to threaten the ego. The ego is the threat. It's amazing how much healing that we can have when we're doing this. So, now has no meaning to the ego. The present merely reminds it of past hurts. And it reacts to the present as if it were the past. The ego cannot tolerate release from the past. And although the past is over, the ego tries to preserve its image by responding 
as if it were present. So when we get triggered, that's what's happening. And this is how we can save time. Because when we're triggered, we can go right into, ah, this is an opportunity to heal my attachment to the past. This is my opportunity to heal the ego attachment to the past. This is my opportunity to have more peace, more love, more joy, more freedom. And I'm taking it, baby. Now, now is my time of healing. (laughs) So I'm telling you, this is a game changer. And it's so simple. And how much does it cost? Nothing. It costs you nothing. And you can practice all day long. And the more dedicated you are to practicing, the more healing you will have. How wonderful is that? It's pretty wonderful. (laughs) So, mm, yes, 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 yes. So grateful. So grateful. Oh, my goodness. So, uh... It says, the ego dictates your reactions to those you meet in the present from a past reference point, obscuring their present reality. So, when you meet a new person, could be the love of your life, they could be unrecognizable because you're looking at them through the ego lens of the past. A past reference point, which obscures what's really going on. So when we're getting triggered by people, especially people we've just met, there's an opportunity to bring a lot more love in our life. Because we can say, wait a minute, this is a new opportunity to love this person. Maybe in the previous incarnation, I was not loving to this person. Maybe they were not loving to me. This is a new opportunity to love, to forgive, to set us both free. And, of course, when we do that, we set everyone free because we're one with them. So this is our divine opportunity. Yes. It's so great. (laughs) So... We're getting our healing on it. We're saving time. Then in the next lifetime, if there is another lifetime, we don't have to go through it again and again and again. And because everything is cumulative, then the next time we meet someone who might trigger us, maybe because of what we did the last time someone triggered us, so we thought, we don't have to go through that again because we've already had the healing. So this is the thing. The script is already written. We can get very proactive and have a whole lot more healing. Yes, indeed. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I'm so grateful. Yes, I am. And let's see. It's going to be uh, time for my break time here. So I just want to mention again that we're launching the Living A Course of Miracles classes today. It's 11 classes in 12 days. We've got John Mundy, Miranda McPherson, Lisa Natoli, uh, Patricia Cota-Robles, and myself. And I'm really looking forward to that. So today we've got John Mundy. Tomorrow I'm doing the homework class. So uh Each teacher picks a topic, including myself, and I also do a bonus homework class on whatever the other teacher's topic is. So we're doing it all in two weeks, 12 days, 11 classes, and it's all free for you. Did I mention that? So you get free downloads, free replays, and even free transcripts. How wonderful to be able to give you these uh, resources so quickly and so beautifully and of course if you appreciate them you can always make a contribution to support the free classes we love 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 your contributions because this is listener sponsored radio and you're listening to a course of miracles we're living the love we're walking the talk right here on unity online radio and i will be right back
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. So there I was, staring at a closet overflowing with clothes, practically bursting at the seams in their polyester prison. I had ten minutes left to get dressed, and the stress was kicking in. Are turtlenecks still a thing? What about rhinestones? Where did I get this? Oh, my leggings from 1987. Ah, the scarves are attacking me. Sound familiar? Declutter your life and your closet with the Simple Living Challenge. It's a free 14-day challenge with powerful daily assignments to help you find more balance, freedom, and joy in life. Just go to SimpleLivingChallenge.com to sign up. Ooh, a cowboy hat. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And we're talking about saving time. And uh, just before I jump into that topic again, I'd like to share with you some things that are going on. As I mentioned, our Living A Course of Miracles free class series starts today with John Mundy. Yay! (laughs) And uh, I have a whole bunch of events coming up, and you can... Read about them on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. So if you've ever been interested in being a spiritual counselor, if you ever had a thought about that, or you're already a therapist, a coach, a counselor, a practitioner, a licensed teacher, uh, you're, if you're already uh, a coach, then you might be interested in my spiritual counseling training intensive. Uh, We have had beautiful sessions of this intensive program. It's a week-long intensive, and it's deeply personally healing, as well as expanding your skills. If you have any thoughts about becoming a spiritual counselor, but you're not sure, it's also a great option for you. It's also a great option for anyone who would like to do some personal healing and develop their listening skills. So uh, if you are have a lot of problems judging people you're in relationship with, uh, listening to them and judging them at the same time, uh, this is an issue that comes up for a lot of counselors and coaches and therapists. And so this is a, a real helpful component of this intensive I do have a spiritual counseling training certification program, and the intensive is part of that program, so you get a taste of it. I've got two intensives coming up, one in September, starting September 6th in Salisbury, England, and then one in early November in Thailand. So we're going to beautiful places to do our work, and we take nice breaks. It's a wonderful, fun time together deeply personally healing and as part of the uh, UK intensive training I've organized five days and four nights of sightseeing to Glastonbury and Bath and Avebury around Salisbury of course we're going to Stonehenge and some of my very favorite places in the whole world and you can join me for that Uh, and you can also join me for that just by itself so maybe you'd love to come to England and do some sacred sightseeing fun touring with me it's Labor Day weekend so it's September 2nd to the 6th and anyone can join 
any of these events. I open everything to everyone, pretty much. And then uh, in uh, conjunction with the Thailand intensive training, we're going to do a few days of sightseeing in Bangkok. And then I'm following the intensive training with a week-long retreat called Self-Love and Extreme Pampering. <laughs> so we're going to do our spiritual work, increase our self-love. We're going to have a beautiful time in Thailand. So these are in two different resorts in Thailand. The intensive spiritual counseling training is in Chiang Mai, and then the self-love retreat is in Krabi, and you also get to spend a few days in Bangkok, so it's a wonderful opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. And then, haven't announced them on the website yet, but you can prepare. I'm doing a Living a Course of Miracles retreat, uh, the first, uh, sorry, Columbus Day weekend, which is October 7th to 10th in North Carolina at the Art of Living Retreat Center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains, where the leaves will be turning and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. And then, uh, the, the weekend right after that, I'm doing a weekend retreat on forgiveness. Forgive and be free. Love doing that deep healing forgiveness work. So you could come for both and have some chill time in, in between, uh, or you can do one or the other. And then I'm also doing my New Year's reboot retreat in North Carolina, up there in the mountains. And... That's uh, New Year's weekend, December 30th to January 2nd. So these are just some of the fun events that are on the calendar that you can sign up for. So go to jenniferhadley.com, go to the events page, and you'll see everything there. And uh, some things are still coming, yet to be posted. So, All right, so let's get back to saving time. I love this topic. It's so helpful to me because it's been so life-changing to me. So we're saying here that the ego is always going to keep us stuck in the past, regurgitating the past, reliving the past. And every single time that we get triggered, every single time, whether it's a mild annoyance or a rage or you're feeling very hurt or very sad, it's always... Because the ego's got you reliving the past. And the way out is to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Holy Spirit, help me now. I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. Yes. <laughs> so, it says here, In effect, if you follow the ego's dictates, you will react to your brother as though he were someone else. And this will surely prevent you from recognizing him as he is. So that's what I was saying before the break, that we could meet someone, a potential new love, and have a, a reaction to them as though they're someone else, because we're triggered, because we're living in the past, we're remembering maybe unconsciously, something that hurt in the past, something that bothered or upset us in the past, some interpretation that we made in the past, some meaning that we made of something in the past, and we're projecting it onto the person who's standing before us. I know one of my very best friends, when she uh, first knew her husband, she was married to someone else, and so was he. And... Uh, she didn't like him at all. She had nothing good to say about him. But then they were cast in a play together, playing romantic leads. And they were both, at that time, <clears throat> when they were in the play, they were both divorced. And she fell madly in love with him. And that was about 30 years ago now. And uh, I just spoke with her the other day. And she was saying, we are just as in love as we were in the beginning. They had just gone on their first uh, vacation together since uh, having their daughter. And it's just the two of them. And they said it was just a, another honeymoon. So if she had held to her original thoughts of him, her original projections onto him, 
thinking that he was this way and that way without really knowing him, but just viewing the surface, the surface reminding her of something that happened in the past that she didn't like. She'd just be regurgitating the past. And it's so painful. So painful. And it's so unnecessary. All right. So we can wake ourselves up from living in the past and we can bring ourselves into the now moment by recognizing every trigger that happens is an opportunity for us to have healing. So it says, when you are following the ego's dictates, you'll react to your brother as though he were someone else, and this will surely prevent you from recognizing him as he is. Because you know who he really is, or she is? The Christ, come to help you remember who you are. So let's, let's take every opportunity we can to remember who we are. It says, and you will receive messages from him out of your own past because by making it real in the present, you are forbidding yourself to let it go. You thus deny yourself the message of release that every brother offers you now. And this is why forgiveness is the only way out of suffering. So, when you're triggered by somebody in the present moment, if you make that trigger real, if you blame them for it, or even if you say there's something wrong with you that you're getting triggered, you're forbidding yourself to let it go. You're making it real. So, every time you get triggered, you can say, that trigger is not real. The feelings are helpful. Don't deny the feelings because feelings are helpful. They let us know when we're triggered and we really would like to know when we're triggered because that's how we call forth the healing. Without that, we won't know. So this is our divine opportunity. That's why I call it the divine alarm clock going off whenever we get tr triggered. So we don't want to deny ourselves the message of release that every brother and sister offers us now. This is how we claim it. And it says, the shadowy figures from the past are precisely what you must escape. They are not real and have no hold over you unless... You bring them with you. They carry the spots of pain in your mind, directing you to attack in the present in retaliation for a past that is no more. So the spots of pain are those, those things that are getting triggered. So when you get triggered, you can have a healing. And that healing will last you the rest of your life. If you're willing, if you're sincere in having a desire for the healing, every time you get triggered, you can have a life-changing healing. So every time there's a temptation to make that irritation real, to make that frustration real, and to be grumbling and grumbling and starting to gather evidence, you see how wrong they are, you see how bad they are, you see how they should have done, see what could have happened, they ought to this, they should know, all that stuff that we do. All that does is make that pattern more real to us in our mind. Because in that moment, you know what we're doing? We're saying, oh, I treasure the meaning I made of this. And that's what A Course in Miracles tells us all the time, that we get so attached and love the meaning that we made. We make it our little treasure. And so it talks about that the only treasure there is, is the altar of God that's in our heart. But the altar of God that's in our heart is cluttered with all these false idols, these little treasures that we made. Oh, I treasured this resentment. I treasured this regret. I treasured this shame. All these things with, that we keep alive, that we keep feeding and adding fire to, those are the things we treasure. You know you treasure something when you take it out and you look at it and you examine it and you add to it and you dust it off and you clean it up and you represent it again and again and again. So these are shadow figures. 
<laughs> Holy Spirit, just I got this thought. You could think of them as demonic Hummel figures <laughs> from the past. Do you really want to hold them right in front of you as little treasures? The pain and suffering of the past. We want to let it go. So this is how we let it go. As soon as we get triggered, no matter how small or how big it is, Holy Spirit, help me now. I sincerely desire to release this trigger forever. Whatever it is, heal it back to the root cause so I never experience it again. <sighs> Take that breath and share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. All minds are joined. Let every being on this planet have a healing because I just got triggered right now and I'm willing to let it go. Doesn't that feel so much better? Doesn't that feel so, so, so much better than living in shame and blame? People ask me all the time, how can I end my suffering? And this is what I tell them over and over and over again. So it just takes willingness. It just takes willingness. We can train our minds to recognize whenever we get triggered is a healing opportunity. All we must do really is do some simple things like at the beginning of the day, before you get out of bed, Holy Spirit, you decide for me. Lead me and guide me this day. I'm interested in making this a profoundly healing day, a very productive day. You help me. Show me the way. I am willing. And we can do it. We can do it. Oh, there's so much healing that we can call forth and we can share the benefits with everyone. So it says here, these triggers, these sh shadows, carry the spots of pain in your mind, directing you to attack in the present in retaliation for a past that is no more. And this decision is one of future pain. So when we validate and make real the trigger, we are literally generating future pain. But we can generate future re healing now or future pain. It's really those are your two choices. Do you, do you want to have more pain or more healing? So lots of people say they would like to have more healing, but they're just not telling the truth. They'd like to be able to have healing, but they're not willing to give up generating the cause of the pain. So it says, unless you learn that past pain is an illusion, you are choosing a future of illusions and losing the many opportunities you could find for release in the present. See, many opportunities that are available to us for release in the present. If, if, if this is the only thing you get out of A Course in Miracles, seriously, that forgiveness is the way, that non-judgment is the way, if that's the only thing you get out of A Course in Miracles, you don't even have to read A Course in Miracles to get that, obviously. But if you take that to heart, you will transform your life. Because this is what I see in my Finding Freedom class. This is this is what the boot camp is all about. Training your mind to release the meaning you've made of things. To release the judgment. In Finding Freedom, my spiritual boot camp class, what happens all the time is people will start the class and they'll be like, I'm not that judgmental. Yeah, I've got some judgments. But mostly I want to deepen my spiritual practice, have better relationships, heal my body, my finances, things like that. So, But they're thinking, I'm, I'm really one of the more loving people I know. I'm not that judgmental. And then a few weeks into Finding Freedom, they're paying much closer attention to what they're thinking. And... Because of the classwork that they're doing, they're recognizing where their mind really is going and how much they're identified with the ego. And they realize, oh my God, I am so judgmental. 
so, so, so judgmental. I didn't even know it. And then, because they didn't even know it, and now they do, and now they have the tools to heal it, well, they start changing their lives, they start changing their relationships, everything in their life starts to change. For those who are really sincerely willing to do the work, it's amazing how quickly there's healing takes place. So, this is the pathway right here. Right here in A Course in Miracles. And you can do it on your own. You don't need my help, that's for sure. Anyone can do this on their own. It's it's more fun. It's it's It seems easier when we do it together. But uh, today is the day to begin. Let us not delay. So it says, The ego would preserve your nightmares. And prevent you from awakening and understanding the past. Would you recognize a holy encounter if you are merely perceiving it as a meeting with your own past? So the ego would preserve your nightmares and prevent you from awakening and understanding that they are the past. So the ego not only preserves your nightmares, it invites you and tricks you into repeating them again and again and again. I don't know about you, but you know what I used to do all the time is I would be upset about something and I would just go over it and over it and over it and over it. And so something that had happened a decade before was still happening in my mind now. I was reliving the past that much. And where's the energy to be prosperous, to be uh, abundant, to have healing, to be in loving relationship now when so much of your energy is devoted to regurgitating the past? And then, of course, the people that you meet, you're just going to enroll them in your vision of the past, and you're going to see them through that lens of the past. You won't even see who they really are. And so that's why it says here, would you recognize a holy encounter if you're merely perceiving it as a meeting with your own past? For you would be meeting no one, and the sharing of salvation which makes the encounter holy, would be excluded from your sight. So we have an opportunity to meet someone every day and to make it a holy encounter. But if we're irritated, frustrated, upset, if all we're doing is getting going from one trigger to another, taking offense, feeling hurt, going into guilt, we're not available for holy encounters. And then, not only are we reviewing the same nightmares of the past, we're, n- we're missing the opportunities to have beautiful experiences now. And what I know for each and every one of us is that we desire to have those love bug experiences now. We're interested in those holy encounters now. We can have that opportunity now. And we can change everything now by putting the Holy Spirit in charge and starting to treasure the opportunities for healing. So it says, the Holy Spirit, and I'm in paragraph 6 now, the Holy Spirit teaches that you always meet yourself. And the encounter is holy because you are holy. The ego teaches that you always encounter your past. And because your dreams were not holy, the future cannot be. And the present is without meaning. So you decide. You're the one who decides what your experience is going to be. A vision of the past or a holy encounter. The nightmare of the past come back again, or a holy encounter. It says, The ego teaches you that you always encounter your past, and because your dreams were not holy, the future cannot be. 
and the present is without meaning. We're living a meaningless life, just repeating the past. If we don't recognize the triggers are our higher Holy Spirit self, letting us know this is a healing opportunity. It says, It is evident that the Holy Spirit's perception of time is the exact opposite of the egos. The reason is equally clear, for they perceive the goal of time as diametrically opposed. The Holy Spirit interprets time's purpose as rendering the need for time unnecessary. So that's the Holy Spirit's purpose in time, with time, is to render time unnecessary by doing this healing work. The Holy Spirit regards the function of time as temporary, serving only the Holy Spirit's teaching function, which is temporary by definition. So, because we're not going to be in this forever. <laughs> so, it says, The Holy Spirit's emphasis is therefore on the only aspect of time that can extend to the infinite. For now is the closest approximation of eternity that this world offers. It is in the reality of now, without past or future, that the beginning of the appreciation of eternity lies. For only now is here, and only now presents the opportunities for the holy encounters in which salvation can be found. A little bit later it says, Healing cannot be accomplished in the past. It must be accomplished in the present to release the future. And that's our holy goal. Yes. I'm so grateful to share this with you today and support you in saving time. And I invite you to support us with this radio show. It's listener-supported radio. We are preparing the transcripts of the radio shows. It's a big project. If you'd like to help support that, you can make a donation to Power of Love Ministry. And you can do that at jenniferhadley.com or at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Remember, the Living A Course of Miracles free classes start today, and we have so many offerings for you. Free offerings, fun trips, adventures, classes. So happy to share. I'm going to say a prayer here. We take a breath, hand on our heart. So grateful, so thankful to wholeheartedly recognize that our healing opportunities are happening now. We are grateful and thankful to declare that we are willing to recognize every healing opportunity and to claim our healing and share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great, beautiful, blessed week. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed you don't know where to turn. These days it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. 
Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 